Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Welcome to the round two episode of Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dano, and with me as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. I'm fired up, Dano. I'm fired up over over private things, but it's going to spill out onto the podcast. So <sighs> strap yourselves in, folks. I've had a couple, and I'm Speaking ready to rant. Which. Let's go. Speaking of which. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay, let's get into it. We'll start off with our um, group, weekly group winner, Pato. Um, who was it and what did they score? So it was the name on Supercoach is T, so we don't know who that is. But huge <laughs> shout out to Prestitutes Incorporated, or Inc., who scored a massive 2,489 to lead our group for the week. So massive congratulations, T. Um, huge effort in week one. So, yeah, really well done, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking good. Um, How did you go... Uh, in round one, Pato, because I I think I scraped okay par, but wasn't that fantastic. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm about the same. So I scored 2,249 with a mm. rank of 35,508. So, look, not disastrous by any means. I've got what looks like most of the must-haves. Um, I'm not panicking just yet. I know a lot of people are panicking, but we will delve into that very soon. But uh, I don't, I'm not in a horrible position, I don't think, Dana. How'd you go? Yeah, you went slightly better than me, so I had an absolute nightmare in defence. Um, I got 2,220. So I'm literally... How many points is that between us? 26 or something, was it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it's a whole 10,000 places different. <laughs> different. So that's a that gets you a week a uh, uh, season rank of forty five thousand, which I've actually improved on considerably in the season that I finished in my best position, which was like fourteen or whatever it was. I think I was actually sixty thousand when I oh, no no that's a lie. I was actually quite higher up. But anyway, you can it it can get better. And when like you've I've I'm the same. I got all the must haves um, besides Nick Martin. Uh, but I've, I'm going to find a way to squeeze him in quite easily. My forward line absolutely carried the shit out of my team, um, along with um, Matt Rowell, like everyone, Brody Grundy and Lockie Neal. So my defense sucked. Jack Crisp sputtered. Lockie Whitfield, not that great. And yeah, Sam DeConing getting concussed and having that 38 on field didn't help either. Yeah, oh, as well as Joshy Ward's. 36 on field. So, a lot of room for improvement there, Pato, I reckon. At the end of the day, Dano. Yep. The, the person that finished number one overall this week, now granted he is $1,000 or $2,000 better off after winning the weekly, but they yep. have three donuts to start the round, Dano. Three. Oh. So, they've got Nathan Kruger, who they used to loophole Christian Petrarca as VC. Yep. So, that was a big, big uh, risk that obviously paid off. They've got Luke Stranatica from West Coast, who's a non-playing ruck rookie, yep. who um, allowed him to get Jack Hayes on off the bench, and Elijah Holland as well. 
So three non-playing rookies. Um, Sam DeConing will miss this week. We'll go into that very shortly. So he's looking at two rookie donuts, and that's without even considering the risk of the Carlton situation, which we'll also get into very shortly. So yep, yep. look, granted, he's uh, $1,000 more better off than, than what we are, Dano. I think long-term, his team is pretty cooked. Now, congrats, obviously, on winning the weekly, but Matt Rowley's his M7. Pat Lubinsky has Patrick Cripps. Um, it's the, the the team is a clusterfuck, but it's a clusterfuck that won the weekly this week. So yep, yep. Uh, speaking of Elijah Hollins, he might actually play this week because he absolutely killed the VFL. But anyway, we'll go into the Carlton COVID scare at the moment because we know that Vossi and Jack Martin are in um, co- the oh, health and safety whatever they call protocols, but it's rumored to be a, another a two to three players potentially having to go in it as well Pato. so watch this space um hopefully they tell us by thursday uh who the fuck is actually in this in these health and safety protocols otherwise you might have to pull the trigger on a bonus trade or something people Pato, well what are your thoughts? the bonus is that they play thursday night there you go so we'll know pretty early but the thing is there are, are rumours swirling that there are a couple of players maybe under protocols. It's only Monday, they know. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three days, and they're going to be probably testing every day. So if you are a Sam DeConing owner, which, I mean, what, 80% of the comp is? Something like that. If you have a donut in defence and you have a George Hewitt or a Sam Doherty, I would be very nervous this week. Very nervous. And this is exactly why I said, Dano. Do not start guys not playing because you don't know when you're going to need Mitch Hinge's 50. Yep. You never know when you're going to need that, Dano. Yep. Yep, that's a very valid point there, Pato. And you went on a fucking rant about it on Twitter too, so I love that shit. Anyway, let's go into injuries, Pato. We've got some big blows that could open up some rookies coming in and better summon people's job security. So first up, we've got Christian Salem. Uh, his name... Done. Six to eight weeks out. Probably helps um, that Ranga ginger nut in defense. Bowie, uh, Pato, you think? Yeah, no, Bowie had a bit of traction. Um, I didn't love his job security because you know, he's playing in the best team in the comp. So didn't love it. But with Salem going down, Bowie looks really good. And they also had the sub, who I can't even remember his name, but it was also a rookie price guy that played that halfback role when Salem went down. So maybe one to keep an eye on but um yeah salem's corked he'll be out at least six to eight weeks so bit of a blow for melbourne but they still dealt with the doggies pretty easily yeah yeah i love the fact that well i don't love the fact but um trent mckenzie went down and everyone feared the worst and he's come out yep no nothing wrong but then alir alir syndesmosis out for six to eight weeks uh well probably eight weeks with syndesmosis sammy skinner potentially could come in pato Yes, 123,000 defense and forward rookie. Um, Aliri went into surgery today, so he's definitely out at least six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, definitely opens up the door for Skinner. Um, I think it's his spot to lose, really. He'll be the first opportunity in. They were very open with the fact that if he doesn't play around one, he's probably that first defender to come in if someone goes down. And, and luckily enough, it's happened already. So... I wouldn't quite be throwing Sam DeConing out for Skinner, 
keep an eye on him for the next couple of weeks. Don't jump early on him. There's really no need to, but uh, one to keep an eye on for sure. Yep, yep. And we've got Jared Berry, very popular pick. Pato gets nutty over him. Dear, well, aggravated his shoulder, previous injury. Um, wait and see what happens pretty much with him, Pato. Yeah, the same shoulder that he struggled with a bit for last year um, and was heavily taped in this game as well. So he got a knock on it very late and his game was, was pretty good. Um, he didn't quite score what um, was hyped for, for his sort of midfield role. He played more of a wing role, but if he's injured, I'd be very tempted to pull the trigger, but we'll go through that a bit later because we had a question about that. So we'll address that later on in the podcast. Yep, uh, Marcus Bontempelli, ankle, came back on me, was fine, but Bevo being Bevo is a bit of a tosser when he says, oh, yeah, um, he might be rested this week, blah, 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 blah. But it's just Bevo. He's probably playing mind games. Bont still finished on, what, 105 or some shit. Um, Pato, your thoughts? You reckon Bont will get up? He actually looked better after the injury than he did beforehand. <laughs> um, it was fucking weird. Now, obviously, he's gone off and had a jab on the ankle and, and away she goes, so... It was weird that they came, they came out on like Saturday and said, nah, he's not playing next week. But can you really trust what the dogs say? Um, <laughs> I mean, we trust what Bevo says in press conferences about Proud shit sponsors. Load. Proud sponsors um, of land. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. Um, elite private school wankers. What, what more can be said? Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes. No, I think the bot will play. I'd be a little bit concerned, though, if he's carrying a niggle um, and playing through that. That's not great. It's a bit, bit of the Patrick Cripps syndrome, isn't it, Dano? Like, mm. is he doing more damage by playing and sort of prolonging an injury and affecting his scoring? Now, Bont isn't super popular in super coach, but I know he's going to be in a ton of teams because the Bont, like, he's a superstar. So, um, yeah, one to keep an eye on. If he doesn't look great, I'd be tempted to pull the trigger next week, but I'd give him one more week. I hope they just park him up forward and get him forward status by round six. Anyway, Sam DeConing got a concussion. Uh, one week mandatory off. So, Pato's about to go on a little rant here. So, Pato, take it away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you won't know what I'm about to say here. But I was very big, even on the podcast last week, Dono, I was very big on not starting donuts for this very fucking reason. Very, very reason. Okay? So, Josh... Josh. Jake Lloyd, last week, we found out, what, Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, just before yeah. we're about to get the teams for the weekend. Jo uh, Jake uh, Jake Lloyd, fuck. <laughs> He's under health and safety protocols. He's not playing this weekend. Everyone went into a panic. I went straight to Aaron Hall. I'm risky like that. I was had a few beverages. I was on the way to the footy. I went, fuck it, let's go Aaron Hall. Why not? <laughs> so I did that. I was happy. He got 129. But Sam DeConing, He's going to miss this week, isn't he, Dano? Concussion protocols. Yes. Mandatory. So if you started, uh, I don't want to say Sam Skinner because he was popular and he's going to play this week, but <laughs> if you started someone that's not going to play this weekend, I can't even think of a name off the top of my head, Uland. but whatever. Euland. Let's say you started Euland as a 102K cheap rookie in defense. Option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've got Sam McConing on your bench. Or maybe Josh Gibkiss comes onto your field. Or Mitch Hinge, he's my current D6, D7. What if you've got George Hewitt? I've got George Hewitt. I'm a little bit nervous that George Hewitt might not play this weekend because Carlton are having a COVID scare. They've had five yep. coaches test positive, Dano, and one player. You reckon that's not going to be more within the club? Yeah. 
you know, so I'm worried. I'm nervous about Hewitt. There'll be probably people with Hewitt and Doherty. Or Hewitt Cripps. That's Hewitt Cripps. I mean, that's a different line. You could probably easily yeah. cover Cripps with the, with the bench midfielders. I'm talking strictly in defense. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. it's just why you don't start Donuts, Dano. Um, and I know you started Donuts, so this is kind of pointed at you as well. One Donut. But One Donut. I actually must confess, Dano, late in the weekend, I did trade to a Donut. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but Fuck it, was, off. it was to grab Nick Martin's score. Oh, look at him. He all and comes it was, out there. And it was because I heard that Jack Darling was coming back next weekend. It all fucking comes so I back thought, now. what is the point of having huge Dixon on my bench when I can just keep it in my pants <laughs> and I can trade him out for Elijah Hollands to probably play next weekend and it's all okay. Yeah, but, well, that that's a that's actually fair because he will. I reckon he will play. So that that's bold strategy there, Cotton. And it actually cost me four points because Josh Rochelle was the guy that moved to my bench. <laughs> but that wasn't really predicted. That same with the Nick Martin. But anyway, um, my point is, it's very risky business starting with donuts, um, and it's not great. I'd rather Brady Howe with his forty-seven as cover if someone goes down with COVID or injury or whatever. Yep, that's fair, that's fair. Anyway, we'll keep plowing through. Um, Lockie Whitfield, now, in, he picked up like a late knock uh, on the uh, on the game against um, the Swans. No one really paid much attention to it. I just, we'll see, like, he's got a history of fucking little niggles and missing weeks here and there, so just pay attention. Keep a close eye on Lockie Whitfield. It won't surprise me um, if... Like, the, the Giants at the moment, they're very pedantic with players with little niggles. Like, Nick Haynes didn't play. Jesse Hogan, I reckon, could have played. They ended up playing him in the resis just to get more time into his legs. Um, so they got enough depth that they might go, right, Lockie Whitfield, I don't know, rest, and they might bring in someone like fucking Josh Fay or someone like that, or they might just take him out and put Nick Haynes straight in, you know? So, yeah, I'd, I'd keep an eye on Lockie Whitfield, um, which is, again, goes back to Pato's point. Pato? Take note, defensive, non-playing rookie fielders. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Um, Justin McInerney, here we go. We've got more fucking defenders. Justin McInerney, Neenock, nothing too serious, but, again, could be in doubt. And Pato, once again? Yep, don't, don't do it. Um, not super popular, but I know he got a bit of traction late in the preseason because he had a really good role. He's in 7% of teams. Scored just the 54, but we're not worried about his scoring. Um, we're worried yep. about the fact that he picked up an Eagles. So, yeah, I was actually more keen on his teammate, which we will definitely go over very shortly, Dano. Um, but once again, I mean, I don't know how many times I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to try and stop saying it in this podcast, Dano, for the sake of our <laughs> listeners. But Take a sip. I think they're pretty clear if they don't follow me on Twitter that uh, what my thoughts are on starting non-playing rookies. Yep, yep. Anyway, Joshy Ward ankle. Had a bit of a knock. Um, hopefully he plays next weekend. Um, yeah, that's all I can say with him. And Andy McPherson, um, the ham, stringy, string, string. Uh, reckon he's a few weeks off there, Pato. Um, that might help with um, the job security of like Hinge and Saligo and co. Yeah, I mean, Saligo didn't look great, but they might persist with him and just give him a few weeks. Um, it'll help Malera as well. He was thrown forward when they made their run back into the game. 
um, but it definitely helps Hinge. And Hinge didn't look horrible either, so it at least helps. So we're a little bit nervous because Adelaide have about 27 halfbacks on their list and Hinge is one of them. And yep. yeah, it looks like Hinge is, is good for at least the first month or so. So yep. happy yep. days. Anyway, let's go to the rookie round up a little bit. We got Jackie Hayes, 102k forward, Ruck, 127, 60% ownership. I fucking told you, motherfuckers. He is my boy from the sandful of Woodville West Torrens. He's an absolute jet. Um, Gotta have him, must have. Even though Brett Ratton fucking said he's no guaranteed to stay in the team when Ryder's due back, but Ryder is also fucking, no one knows what the fuck's going on with him. And if he, if Hayes keeps slaying, then Ratton will fucking get the sack if he, he drops him. So, Pato, your thoughts? I disagree to an extent, Dano. Now, it's hard to say a, a 102K rookie that is DPP that scored 127 in round one isn't must-have. But Brett Ratton last year with Tom Highmore was a prick to us super coach players. Yeah, I know. Highmore was scoring so fucking well, and he ended up dropping him and not bringing him back for ages, even though St Kilda gave up hundreds every fucking week and he just wouldn't bring in his best intercept defender. But anyway, um, if I'm worried that Paddy Ryder might come back next week and play. And I would, if I don't have Jack Hayes, now he's in 60% of teams, so this isn't many people in this boat, but if I didn't have Jack Hayes, I would definitely be waiting at least one more week and just see if Paddy Ryder comes in for him. Because as we mentioned last week, if Paddy Ryder's in the team, I don't know who makes way, Dana. I can't see them dropping... Mason Wood. I can't see them dropping. Who's their other mid forward? Um, the skunk. The skunk. Yeah, yeah he's definitely yeah. he's definitely not getting dropped. So wait and see with Jack Hayes. I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth to bring him in this week. Is my advice. Well, I know Saints fans said that they'd want Ratten sacked if they drop him. So anyway, um, Rochelle, one eighty four k forward mid, one hundred eighteen seventy percent ownership, thirteen kicks, five goals. Was an absolute fucking beast. Almost. Won the game for the Crom um, against Frio, pretty much off of his own boot at one stage there. So, yeah, yeah, what a um, what a performance, Dono. Somehow didn't get the rising star, but Nick Martin was pretty pretty special as well. Who we'll talk about in a second, but yeah, Josh Rochelle. I mean, the role isn't great. He's playing small forward. He was unbelievable on the weekend, but do not expect 118s every week. It's not going to happen. He only had 13 yeah. kicks, and five of them were goals. Yeah. So this could well be his highest score of the year, Dana. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he regularly pops pumps out eighty plus scores so he can make some really good coin. But I wouldn't be yeah. relying on it is my advice. But happy days. Um you can field him with confidence. Yep, let's keep pumping through these. Nicky Martin, one oh two K forward, 114, 36% of teams, twenty seven disposals, ten mark, five goals, playing half forward, fucking looked like a must have. Pado must have. Yeah, 1 million percent must have. Um, more so than Jack Hayes in my eyes. His job security is really good, looked really good. Uh, Rising Star nominee this round as well. That's how yep. good he was. If you don't have Nick Martin, I would be making this corrective trade this week. Yep, yep. Nicky Dacos, 193k mid, 98, 82% of teams have him. Um, 27 touches off halfback. Looks fucking majestic as fuck. Um, gotta have him. Pato. Yep, agree. Got to have him. If you didn't start him, I don't know what you're doing. He will only gain center bounce tendencies as well throughout the year. They'll throw guys around a little bit. Um, we'll talk about him soon, but hopefully they throw Jack Crisp back so he can score well again. And 
really benefit both Crisp and Dacos. That's my hope because I've got both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Alex Davies, 202k mid, scored a 90 in only 1.3% of teams, but only played in the forward pocket. Looked like he bobbed up here and there and everywhere, but he only had 12 touches. Uh, but he had five tackles and 12 of those touches were 10 of them with con- like contested possession. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be moving head- heaven and earth for him just yet, Pato, would you? No, nah, the role isn't great. He did have a good game, but he's 202,000. I mean, if he's 102K or 117K, you, you probably maybe try and make a corrective trade to bring him in, but he's not going to make enough coin, I don't think, in that role to justify using a trade to bring him in. Good on the 1.3% of teams that started him, I guess, but I wouldn't be expecting 90s every week. No, no. Tristan Cherry, 208K forward. Got a 79, 16% of teams now. What happened in the ruck situation there, Pato? This was the burning question last week and why I was cold on Tristan Cherry as a starting pick. Callum Coleman-Jones played and he did the biggest impression of my father disappearing when I was a child on the weekend. (laughs) He just was non-existent, didn't appear, um, was like Casper the Ghost up there. So I don't think they're going to recruit him and expect those sort of performances. So he's someone that they could maybe assess the game and think, okay, we want to move him into the ruck. But short term, Tristan Cherry, the ruck role was there. He had the most centre bounce attendances of the three rucks that they played over the weekend. And I think it was like 21 to 16 of him versus Goldstein. Yeah. So it's enticing. He's in just 16% of teams. So it is a little bit of a POD-ish as well. But I would be giving it one more week. If he rucks heaps on the weekend. Um, Now, funnily enough, he's coming up against Nick Nat. So he probably won't score great. But... It's all about the role, and if the role's there, I'd be maybe looking at that in round three as a corrective trade. But see what the Callum Coleman-Jones situation is and whether he's actually yep. going to miraculously appear in his son's life again. Anyway, next one's Corey Durden um, from Carlton, 143K forward, 71 super coach in 12% of teams. I have this man. He looked fucking beautiful for Carlton, and I honestly thought he was going to score much higher than a 71. Man was fucking everywhere in that first half. And, yeah, he was great. Um, what are your thoughts, Pato? Yeah, thanks for the reminder, mate. I went to the game on Thursday night. For those playing at home, I'm a massive Richmond fan. And um, my eyesight isn't great. And I was watching the game and I'm thinking, who's this little fucker getting so much of the footy with the dark hair? And I saw number 19 <laughs> on his back and I, I had to look up who it was. And... Sure enough, oh, it's Corey Durden, and he was on my field. So I went, okay, it's good for my super coach, but fuck, he's given us a bath out there. <laughs> so um, he looked really good, Dano, and that's full credit to you as well. Um, I trusted your word. I didn't see their last preseason game, but you saw enough from him, and, and I trust your judgment. So I started him. Um, he's in just 12% of teams, which is a little bit surprising, but at 143K, he, had, he was everywhere. Um, he faded late. I think he ran out a bit of juice. But um, that high forward role, he got up onto the wing at times and looked really Kicked good. A couple. Kicked a couple of snags. Yes, I know. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm big on Corey Durden. I reckon he'll only improve and he will make us some delicious money. Um, next one's Finn McGuinness from Hawthorne, 143K mid forward. Scored a 63, only in 11% of... Teams, he looked better than fucking Ward and McDonald. Way better. Um, but again, it's only one round. So, but Pato, your thoughts? You reckon he's flown under the radar a little bit? 
He has. It's it's not really surprising. He's had he was drafted last year, so he's had an extra preseason. He's a second year player, so he played I think a couple of games last year and wasn't great. Maybe one of the or two of them was as a sub, so that's why he's pretty cheap still. Yeah. Um, one to keep an eye on. I think Ward will be fine. Um, they, they'll probably try and find some more CBAs for him. Their midfield setup was interesting over the weekend, Dano. They played Jago O'Meara at half forward until it looked like they could maybe win the game and then they shifted him to the midfield. Um, Tom Mitchell was a little bit all over the place. It was really weird. So hmm. I don't know how that midfield setup is going to look. Um, another one they threw around was oh, their, pre- their mid-season selection from last year. Oh, um, 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 oh, Newcomb, John Newcomb, yeah, um, no, played a bit one. up half ball, but then moved into the midfield. Actually, no, I think it was the other way around. Um, but they will move guys around, so don't be surprised if Ward will score a 40 playing on a wing, and then the next week he'll score 105 playing midfield. So that's yeah. the state of the Hawthorne team. Um, they'll play Port Adelaide this weekend and they'll get flogged over at Adelaide Oval, so they <laughs> might throw Josh Ward in there a little bit more to, to learn some learn off Travis Boak and, and Ali Wines and, and those sort of guys at the power. So they yep. will fluctuate a little bit. Um, Conor McDonald didn't look horrible, but Finn McGuinness looked really good and definitely one to keep an eye on because I think it makes some good coin. And he's DPP. He's a forward as well. So uh, happy days. Going to rookie disappointments. First one, I think it's pretty clear which one I'm going to say. Fucking Mitch Owens. 117k mid. 13% of teams have him. He scored a fucking tasty two. But he only played 49% game time. Didn't get anywhere near the fucking pill. Um, so I think that says it all, really, Pato. Yeah, and he wasn't injured. So yeah. I think that was the coaching staff realising quarter t- by quarter time that they've maybe made, maybe made a mistake by giving this guy a game. Yeah. I think a lot of people got sucked in because he scored about 35 in, in the fourth quarter of the game where Jack Sinclair went down. No, not Jack Sinclair. Um, the other guys, whoever, it doesn't matter. Um, and they got sucked in by that performance, but the game was over and it was junk, junk minutes pretty much. So, yeah, Owens couldn't get near the footy. Um, to score two super coach in 49% game time in your first game, you're probably not ready to play AFL now. That's nothing against Mitch Owens. Hope he has a, a good career, but he will go back to the VFL, play for Moorabbin, and maybe their other first round draft pick, um, Nasaya. Yeah, maybe he'll get the game instead um, of being the sub this week. So, yeah, yeah. I think, if you I own think Owens, right. unlucky. Um, it's tough to have that on your bench, but now he's a loophole player, I guess. Oh, I'm hoping they play one game in Malera because he is in the defence and we need more defensive rookies. Um, Kane Baldwin, 123k, up forward, scored a solid 29. He's in 24% of teams. Look, we weren't keen on him. And we were very keen on Nicky Martin, and this is why. Big key forward, played his first game, got flogged, got butt-fucked. Um, yeah, you might as well hold him, though, um, if his job security looks good, which I think it does, Pato. But, yeah, if you don't have Nicky Martin, you can always trade to him in round three. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's a, he's a key forward playing in a midfield that contains Jai Caldwell, Dylan Shields, Zach Merritt, etc. So... Was it ever ever going to work out, Dano? Probably not. That's why we weren't super keen on him. Um, but yeah, as you said, the job security looks good. So you almost have to hold him and just take whatever you can get from him. He might only make 100K, but that 100K might come in handy when you're upgrading later. So yeah, I'd be holding on. Yep. Unless you yeah. don't have Jack Hayes. 
yeah. Now, the big one, the big, huge Dixon. 102K ruck forward. Pato put him in here. I didn't mind it. He was on my bench um, just for the forward ruck swing. But he scored a 42 in 47% of teams. Worked his way into game very fucking late. Um, but, again, Jack Darling coming back. So what the fuck's the go with big, huge Dixon, Pato? I can't see him playing next week. They don't. If Jack Darling plays, I think Dixon is the one to make way. And yeah. That's why I traded him to Elijah Hollands on Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's starting um, unless one of the rucks go down. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, we've got ones to watch. Um, so we hype some of the players that we hyped up in preseason fucking killed it. Some newbies have popped up. So anyway, first one, Dan Houston. 467K defender. Scored, what, 144 in 1% of teams, huge POD, looked very tasty, did whatever the fuck he wanted on that wing. Um, wouldn't expect it every week, though, Pato, but what do you reckon he could average uh, just based on that one game that you saw? The thing is, with wingmen, they can tend to fluctuate a little bit. Even the good wingmen can sort of go from 80 to 120, 130. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. he had a lot of the footy. Um, he had 36 touches on a wing. 27 of them were kicks and he had 12 marks. So, very, very impressive game. He also kicked two goals, too. Yeah, nice. So, and that was with six clangers, too, Dano. So, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he's had a very fucking special game there, mate. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, give it one more week. The thing is, though, in defense, it is so competitive. And there's a blanket over maybe 15 guys that could fin all finish top six, including yep. guys that will gain DPP. So, yep. look, is he a great POD? Absolutely. He's in just 1% of teams. If you started him, you're a fucking genius. What but I wouldn't be moving heaven and earth to bring him in, especially at 467K. Know who, which people are fucking geniuses, even though I was... Uh, I, you, I laughed at you just before about you trading in a donut... I'm a big donut because in this preseason, I said I wouldn't touch Isaac Heaney with a 10-foot pole. I ended up starting him because I didn't like any of the other options. Anyway, Isaac Heaney, 454K, up forward, got a 141, 20% ownership. He went from forward line to midfield, and he fucking killed it, and I got a massive stiffy, even though he butt-fucked my Giants, pretty much. I love Isaac Heaney as a player. He's unbelievable. I had him at two different points last year and he fucked me over both times. So that <laughs> left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. He did spend a fair bit of time in my team in preseason because it looked like he was finally going to get that role, uh, especially with Papley back maybe this week, maybe next week. And he's mm. very juicy, Dano. And he's 454,000. He's not going to last long under 500,000. And with the Lukey Parker switch that happened as well, I like I like Isaac Heaney even without Papley in the team, Pato. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, the one that you talked up in the preseason that you got a raging boner over, Lukey McDonald, aka Elmac, three seventy two k, got a massive one forty. He's listed as a midfielder, but he is down in defence, playing that seagull intercepting role. He's only in zero point three percent teams. Pato backed out at the last moment, though, didn't you, Pato, on picking him in your mids? I, your preseason team had him the whole time, and then you backed out. But I just, I just yeah. went down to bury 
um, just to free up a little bit of cash because of the rookie situation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, I could back de- back back on that and turn Barry into McDonald next week. I'm going to give them maybe one more week unless Barry misses. Yeah, but uh, look, Luke McDonald in at the end of the 2019 played about ten weeks playing half back, and he averaged it. about 105. Yeah. Then in 2020, they turned him into a midfielder. Now they had him tagging, they had him playing wing. He just He's not a midfielder. No, he's I know he wants to play midfield. Everyone probably wants to play midfield, but he's a natural in the back line. And he was unreal. Now, granted, he's only playing Hawthorne, so take that, take of that what you will. But the guy had 24 kicks, 12 marks. So sure enough, the, the chip mark, chip mark, fucking North Melbourne game plan that is the reason why Aaron Hall is a must-have. Luke McDonald jumped in on the act. It affected Jack Siebel a little bit, um, but he was intercepting a lot as well, Dano. Now, if you combine Aaron Hall and someone like fucking James Sicily, you get Luke McDonald playing in defense, and it's it's a very awkward price at 372000 but this is someone that will be 600 k in no time in this role. Mm, and yep. once he gains that defense status you can easily change things back around so you can hold him in your midfield for for five weeks it's almost worth the trade Dano yeah yeah next one Pat Lipinski from Collingwood 359k another one 133 he scored in 2.8 percent of teams looks to it looks like he swiped that midfield role from crisp and we all got sucked in in preseason a little bit with crispy bacon being in the mid so hopefully I'm, this is just me personally. I hope that they switch between them or whatever. But anyway, he's going to skyrocket in price if he continues up this form, Pato. Well, the thing is, Chris did still play midfield. He just oh. looked lost because he wasn't the guy running back to float into defence like he was last year. See, with the mid- when you say he did play midfield, have you actually looked at his heat map? No. Chris's heat map is fucking... Oh, defensive half ninety five percent, offensive half five percent. Interesting. He was ninety five percent of the time in defence. It's interesting because um, he who shall not be named played a fair bit in midfield. Yep. Pat Lipinski obviously played a bunch of minutes in there. Taylor Adams played, and he's the inside ball there. So it leaves Jack Crisp as a little bit of a an outside guy. So. Look, I want to give it one more week. I don't want to jump off too early on Chris. Yep. But going Chris down to someone else to free up some cash to, to maybe bring in another mid-pricer like Lipinski, like Luke McDonald, someone like that is very tempting. But again, it's just another guy in this 300K range. And we'll, we haven't even talked about the best of that lot yet, Dano, which I'm sure we'll talk about next up. Um, He's a little and bit that's more the expensive. That but... Download this year. Well... I'm going to talk about a guy in the 400k range. Actually, should we just talk about fucking? We'll just say, if you don't know Matt Rowell, fucking get him in. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't have started him. It's even cheaper again than those two, 342,000. But fuck, if you watch this game Sunday night, I mean, you probably didn't watch this game if you don't own Matt Rowell. Yeah, um, I only watched it, it to watch Matty Rowell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean. I don't even own Tuk Miller, but those two playing in a midfield is very good to watch. And I think Gold Coast need this. I, they they need a reason to get excited for Gold Coast mm. fans and the local yeah. that may need a reason to go down and watch the footy. I mean, 
Matt Rao, Took Miller, do you need any other reasons, Dano? Um, unbelievable. And Noah Anderson, he's fucking yeah. good young talent too. Yeah. That is a unbelievable midfield group. But anyway, yeah, yeah Matt Rao, 51% of the teams. Get him in. That needs to be 80% by this week, yeah. surely, Dano. If you didn't yeah. start him, I'd... And, I mean, I don't like trading primos. I'm very against it. But if you're holding a Jack Crisp and you don't have Matt Rao, surely you'd be tempted, Dano. I'm bullish. He's going to be up there by the end of the season. Matty Rao. It's just the injury issue, which I can understand why people are skeptical. Yeah, that's fair enough. But the next bloke who scored higher than Matty Rao, who I hyped up in the preseason, Pato, after watching him at Albury run around, not breaking stride, not breaking a fucking sweat, pushing up forward, doing everything. The Literally the prototype of a fucking modern footballer on steroids, and that's Tom Green from the Giants. 430k, got 164, only in 0.9% of teams. A big 164. He, 31 touches, 2 goals, 7 tackles, 17 contested possessions, 8 clearances. He's just... He's fucking everywhere. He did exactly what he did in Albury, and I can't see him not doing that from now on. He just looks like a fucking beast. Breakout year? Maybe a year early for the breakout year. I like the fourth year breakout, Dano. The guy's only played 25 games, yeah. which is just unbelievable. Um, he's had patches like this before where he's played midfield and scored big, but then they've thrown him around somewhere else. Um, whether that means Toby Green's come back or Whitfield plays midfield or whatever. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me to see him break out. Now, I would love to see this guy in yellow and black. His grandfather was a premiership player at Richmond. Hopefully, they're warming him up to make a big transfer next year, Dano. Fuck but off. I don't want to get into that. I don't Fuck want to get off. into that, especially when our teams are playing on Sunday. Oh, yep, yep. That's true. That's true. But Tommy Green is a very, very good talent. We mentioned him last week. Um, super awkward price. I don't know whether he can look into that top 10 midfield group. So it'd be a tough trade in. But if you started him, kudos to you. Yeah, better than fucking Sarong. Uh, <laughs> Sam Doherty, we got an on here. 533k, 144 super coach, 1.8% of teams. We know a bloke that picked him up as a YOLO when he found out he was in. Fucking absolute vintage. Um, what, he had like 26 disposals or something, and he just fucking went almost almost or did hit 100% disposal efficiency or something like that, Pato. 96%. Fuck. That's just one. He had one claim. Oh, that's just so good. So good. He's proven performer in the past. That's why he's priced at 533k. Yeah. If you if you started him, good on you. But sweat a little bit this week for the COVID protocol things. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I must admit, um, even I clapped my hands when Doherty kicked that goal on Thursday yeah. night, Dano. It was a really special moment. Um, such a great story. And proven super coach scorer. So I don't even think it was a YOLO when Bado started him Dano um this is a guy that all right he's been ticked off um proven super coach animal we know the roles there we know he's a star um I'm not I'm not shocked that he scored well yep fair Timmy English 482k rack slash forward got a 123 in 10% of teams um he's a proven scorer when he's the only ruck but when Stefan Martin's in the team that's where things get a bit eh so the thing is, we got to, we got to kind of wait to see how he goes when Stefan Martin's in the team. How many games does Stefan Martin play? We don't know. But yeah, definitely one to watch there, Pato. 
Yeah, you have to wait. Um, this guy had 20 touches, only 18 hitouts, 13 contested possessions, eight clearances. He had eight free kicks for Dano. Yeah, and, and a Maxi lot of them Gorn gave were... him about three of them that were not yeah, there. Um, so that's a very, very obvious reason why English scored high and Gorn didn't score that high. And I know we're going to get into that very soon, Dano. Um, English is definitely one to keep an eye on, but I'd want to see what the ruck percentage is with Steph Martin playing. Yeah, that's good. That's because we know what English can do as a sole ruck, but we know what he can do with Steph Martin in the team as well and just playing forward. So watch and wait with that one. Wait for Steph Martin to come back in before jumping to anything. Now, here's another one that, of Pato's specials that he whipped out in the preseason. The fucking lizard, Nick Blakey. 325k in defense, scored a 98. He's in only 3% of teams. Looks like he's got that roll off half back down pat, taking some kick ins. Pato, what what do you think? My brother actually started Nick Blakey. Ooh. And I, I think he'd be pretty happy um, scoring 98 from a 325 guy. Yeah. Now, he won't be a keeper, but a great stepping stone guy. And that role for me is George Hewitt as a stepping stone. And my brother saved 70-odd K and could use that elsewhere by having Blake instead. So the role looked really good. He had 646 metres gained. So they're going to trust him to do a lot of kicking out of defence, um, including kick-ins. Even with Jake Lloyd coming back, I think Blakey will still take some because he's a really long kick of the footy. So the role's there. Um Look better than McInerney, that's for sure. And a lot of people were on McInerney, and I don't know why there wasn't a lot of commentary about Blakey. Yeah, I didn't hear too many um, talk about him. Actually, no one talked about Luke McDonald. I had um, someone message me, uh, Andrew. He was actually talking to me. He's like, oh, I picked up Buddy Luke. He's got Luke McDonald, and he's like, I can't believe no podcast talked about him. And I'm like, yeah, no, we did. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, you did too. So, yeah. Blakey's another one that I didn't really hear many talk about, and you've whipped him out fucking in the preseason. So good on you, Pato. You've done your fucking research on these these guys. Um, as a little yeah, bit of I a do PAD. the research and then don't have the nads to start them myself. <laughs> so true, but it's only one round. Anything can happen. But yeah, he's looking he's looking all right from the good old eye test. Um, the last one we got is Jai Caldwell, two sixty six k, scored a ninety one in fifteen percent of teams. Inside mid roll, got 23 touches and two goals, uh, rotating between mid and forward. Could be one if Berry spuds or doesn't get up and Caldwell just keeps plugging along. Um, but I think there's a lot more better options out there. Yeah, it's an interesting one just because of the price point. But you have to keep in mind that Jake Stringer is still yet to come into this team. Um, maybe he will eventually stop playing with the teenage cheer squad members of Essendon and might start playing footy again for them. So Fuck. watch out for that to happen before jumping onto Coldwell. But the price is good. The role's really good and uh, one to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, we will go to listener questions. Um, and, yeah, we've got, we got some on Facebook. We've got... One on Twitter. So, Pato, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, so this is Mitch S1993 on Twitter. He asked, if Barry is injured, this is Jared Barry, obviously, um, who to next? 
Very, very interesting question, question rather there, Mitch. Uh, it all depends. Now, if you can find some cash, I don't mind jumping onto a Luke McDonald, um, obviously using DPP. No, you won't have to use DPP at all. No, that not, yet. not yet. Not <laughs> yet. Um, so if you can find a hundred and how much K? Quick math. Really let's matter. go. If you can find the cash, if you can find the cash. Yeah, if you can find the cash, so. turning him into Luke McDonald would be awesome. Um, but that involves two trades, and I don't know if I love that unless you've got an injury. Um, I just want to quickly mention that if you're looking at trading out guys like Jack Steele, Jack Chris, Max Gorn, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> this isn't a Mitch. This is probably a really bad timing to throw this in, but it needs to be said, Dano. And again, for those that don't follow me on Twitter, this is for you. <laughs> don't fucking do it. Like, I captained Jack Steele. Yes, I'm pissed off that he only scored fucking 90-odd against the worst mid, worst defensive midfield group in the competition. I told you, though. No, I mean, Richmond aren't far fucking behind them, to be honest. I told you, though, I didn't like his first two games. Yeah, anyway, but, but that's that fine in. because <laughs> I'm not going to be trading Jack Steele because it's Jack Steele. He still had 28 touches. Yep. He still has seven tackles. He had nine yep. clangers. That's not going to happen every week, is it, Dano? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and same with Max Gorn. Like he's not going to give away seven free kicks, was it? Six, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's he... not going to happen every week. No, well, he'd never actually gone still had above four. He still had thirty-four hitouts. He'd never gone above four before in his career, and he gave away six, and also had yeah. nine clangers. Obviously, six of those are the free kicks against. So. And and, and we'll, I'll reiterate this. I'll reiterate this. Max Gorn has never scored above ninety three since twenty nineteen in round one. He's gone ninety two, ninety three, ninety three, eighty seven. That's twenty twenty two, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, and twenty nineteen. So don't <laughs> fucking panic with Maxi Gorn, especially. When I'd almost go playing. as far as looking at him as a captain option this week, Dano. Yeah, after what I told you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, and I mean, even before you said that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he like he likes playing against Jared Witts. Um, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, Witts didn't really ruck against anyone besides, like most of the time, Nick Nat wasn't even on the field, but and he was up against Williams, shit like that. So anyway, um, we got another one. We got Tater Tot, Mister Tate, always. Chips in with a question. He said, did Crisp or Ridley have different roles or just off games? So I didn't catch the Essendon game. I'm not going to put myself through watching two of my most hated footy teams play each other. Um, I was also coaching basketball games that day. But Jack Crisp was a little bit of a different role um, to last year. Now, Collingwood have a different coach this year. So you're going to expect some guys to play a little bit of different roles. Um, just couldn't really get near it. Um, there's not much more to say to that. Um, he's still got a okay amount of the footy. He got 16 touches, which is below par from what we're used to from Jack Crisp. I wouldn't be jumping off him just yet, though. Yeah. But I would be keeping a very close eye on him this week. He yeah. has the Crows, who traditionally concede pretty big scores from midfields and halfbacks. So we'll see the role. We will see what happens with Jack Chris. But if he scores another sub sort of 80 or 90 this week, I'd be very tempted to jump off and turn the cash into Luke McDonald. Okay. Or someone like that. 
but I would not be trading him after one week. I, I know it's hard. He only he scored under 70 from a guy that's 571,000. It's hard. It's hard to look at, but you have to give him one more week. He's a primo. I like, I and like he didn't have just... any injury issue. Um, the role was still there. He's still playing midfield. So it's just a down game. You just, I like how you just assume everyone has Georgie Hewitt. Not everyone does, mate. Uh, you you thinking Jack Chris down to Hewitt? Potentially. Well, you just mentioned Lukey McDonald. You could also do down to Hewitt, but I'd still wait to see. The thing is, the yeah. thing is, Dano, George Hewitt won't be a top eight defender in Supercoach. That's true. Lukey McDonald. George Hewitt is a stepping be. stone. So if you didn't start George Hewitt, you've missed the boat. Wave it off. See you later. Good luck to those that started him. Right? Sam Walsh is due back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Fuck, George Hewitt could get COVID and not even play this week. How shit would you feel? He's got the first game. If you miss the lockout for whatever reason, you're at work, you're at footy training, you're, you're doing something and you miss it and you, you play him and, and you've got a donut and all of a sudden, because you listen to, to Dano, you've got a non-playing defensive rookie. <laughs> round I didn't, one say, and you I didn't say trade crisp this no, round, I'm joking, mate. mate. I'm joking. Fuck I'm you. joking. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I wouldn't be wasting two trades to bring in Hewitt with the idea of trading him out. But Luke McDonald is definitely someone that could be a keeper if he keeps up the role. And I don't know why he wouldn't because he was probably their best player on the weekend. You need DP. He needs to be defensive listed though because I'm pretty sure everyone's picked Crisp in defense. Yeah, well, you'd you'd move Crisp down to maybe a Sam Skinner who's playing this week and then you'd move, I don't know, Brady yeah, Howe. I, or... I think people would just have too many rookies in defense then. I don't... Yeah. I'd, I'd just wait and see. Let's see how crispy bacon goes. Um, anyway, and the next Got one is Andrew. He goes, how do you plan to overcome the juggernaut? Um, this bloke's in my Supercoach draft league in the, with the draft doctors. So he's just being a, a fuckwit <laughs> because we're playing each other this week. So ignore that. Ignore that one, Pato. That's why I've laugh reacted. Righto, righto. It flew right over my head. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's pretty much every question we have. Oh, Pan- Pantelis says round one trades. I think we're pretty much... Well, I, I wouldn't trade anyone in round one um, unless you're looking at someone like... In, I think in Nicky Martin's a bit of a safe bet, but there's no, there's no price adjustments yet. So unless you're trying to chase points, yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't even try to chase points. There's um, just two question marks for me, Dan, and I'm thinking of super coach relevant guys. Yeah. There's the, the Jared Berry injury cloud. Yep. I think that makes things awkward because even if he plays, he might be sore and affect his scoring. And at 268,000, if he's not scoring sort of 70 plus, you got to jump off because he's not making enough money. Yeah, but then he could score like 110 the next week after he's fine. And then all of a sudden you've traded him for no reason. That's and why that's you've got to give him And that's the, the score that you way. want. You want it in yeah, the week absolutely. three. Yeah. The other one, the other one, Dano, is Lockie Whitfield and how this ankle is. Um, yeah. If we get word that he doesn't train at all this week, I'd be nervous. But again, you'd probably want to hold him for a week. But with the history that Lockie Whitfield has, as soon as you hear of a niggle, especially a, a sort of a leg injury niggle, I'd be tempted to jump off Dano, but it's probably safer to hold. Yeah, our mate Beto um, 
he was not keen on Lockie Whitfield, and we can see we 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 might be jumping the gun here, and he might be fine. But yeah, I'm just a bit concerned. It's just, it's just me observing games, people. Um, I like to watch the Giants games for obvious reasons. So, but again, how many Giants fans do you know? Not many. So that's why I pay close attention. <laughs> I get I get I get I get the research in for the Giants games. Um, but anyway, Pato. We're not called the Supercoach co-captains for nothing, are we? No. No, we're not. Because no. every week we give you guys VC and C options that could be a point of difference for your team. Um, except last week I fucked up my captain and I picked Darcy Parrish because I thought he would absolutely destroy the Geelong Cats and I thought Essendon would beat them and I was wrong. But anyway, we've got... Yeah, you some... went the early crow on that one, Dano, because you had a dig at me for captaining Jack Steele the night before. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> and then your captain also didn't do great. So Scored just be careful, yours. mate. Scored just be careful. Yours. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what the worst thing about that was? Was when I was like, I don't know whether to captain Parrish, Neil, or um, Raul. And I was yeah. so tempted to switch to Raul, and then I stopped. <laughs> and I even told our mates, oh, yeah, Lockie Neil averages like 135, 140 or something. <laughs> And I still didn't pick him, and I went fucking parish. So, anyway, I should listen to my own advice. Um, yeah. Anyway, Thursday night's game, we got Western Bulldogs versus Carlton. I reckon this one's going to be a massive reality check for Carlton personally, and I think Jack McRae's going to go off the fucking chain. Yes. Uh, now you mentioned reality checks. I just want to congratulate Carlton on winning the first ever premiership in March. Um... <laughs> It was, was a huge effort to uh, to win some silverware this early in the season. Um, the way some of their fogs carried on on Thursday night was actually really fucking funny to see, Dana. I think they, they thought they were rolling us up, but then we just had to count to three, and that's how many premierships we've seen since the last time they beat us. Um, yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. But anyway, um, shout out to any Carlton Offies out there. You're not winning the flag. Uh, <laughs> Doggers win this by about six goals, and then all of a sudden they'll be burning their memberships again. So happy days, oh, happy days. Back on um, Supercoach. Yeah, well, they beat the team that finished thirteenth by four goals. So well done, well done, Carlton. <laughs> Back to Supercoach. But anyway, um, I actually like um, if Steph Martin doesn't get up, I like Tim English in this one. Up against Pitnet and. The cone. Yeah, up against whoever the fuck they've got running through their ruck line at the yeah, moment. That's true. That's true. Um yeah, they they sort of monstered us a little bit, but Nank's a little bit cooked and Soldo hasn't played footy in a long time. Um the the presence of Hewitt makes me a little bit nervous about the dogs' mids, but at the same time it's the dogs and it's their mids. And you got Jack McRae, it's a pretty safe VC every week. Um, that's yeah. why you start someone like that. You know he gets a lot of Thursday, Friday night games in the first few weeks of the year. Yep, 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 yep. And it's a safe bet. Um, Sam Doherty? If you want to go something a little bit left field, Dano. Sam Doherty? I don't love it. I don't it's love a VC. it. It's a VC, POD. Yeah, it's a VC. Um, I, I don't mind a Crips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think the Bulldogs are full of a lot of guys that run one way. Yeah, that's... And if yeah, Carlton okay. can get on top of the clearances like they did against Richmond, I think Cripps could get off the chain a little bit. I think Libba goes back into the gut. He's not a half forward. 
I mean, no, he's not. He's not. No, but then we'll get a lot of clearances. Yeah. We'll get a lot of clearances. Here's one for you. Um, our mate went and did a look on Bailey Smith. And he made a very good point about Bailey Smith. That's a bit of a POD. So let me just bring it up for a second. So this is continuing on from 2021, mind you. Semi-final against the Lions, 129. Port Adelaide in the prelim, 146. Then the grand final, obviously, he only got the 82. And then he gets 139 in round one. So he's actually a... Is 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 that man? We haven't really spoken about him much, but is that man actually breaking out? And he, could he be a VC option? The thing is, Dano. Last year we had a really big stretch of games where he was playing midfield, and he went. This is from round fifteen. He went one twenty six, then he went seventy five, but then he went one twenty four, one hundred four, one forty one, one hundred five, and that was leading into Supercoach finals. And a lot of people jumped on because they're like, "Oh, this is a huge pod playing in a dog's midfield. He looks great." Blah blah blah. Then he scored seventy two, forty four, eighty two, and seventy. And this is the problem. This guy could play midfield for a month and average 140. Bailey Smith was unbelievable against the, the Demons last week. Don't get me wrong. But he could easily go back to a wing or a half-forward line and, and score yeah. 90s of the week. Yeah, that's that's the issue. So unless your name is Jack McRae, even Josh Dunkley, I'm a little bit nervous of, of Bevo Salad there. Yeah, Jack but, McRae's love. Yep. Yeah, I don't love it because, as you said, Libba's got to move back in the midfield because he's lost anywhere else on the ground. Yep, and they need those clearances. They've got Bontempelli. Um, Dunkley, you know, Dunkley barely played midfield in the fourth quarter, Dano, and when did Melbourne win the game? Yeah. In the fourth. Yeah. And they couldn't buy a clearance and they had their best clearance player not playing in there. So, um, I think there's just too many mid- moving pieces in that midfield to be keen on someone like Bailey Dale. Uh, Bailey, Bailey Smith. Smith, rather. Yep, um, yep. Bailey Dale's not a horrible option. Um, but I don't love it, Dano, just because it changes too much in that dog's team. Yep, that's it. We'll move on to the Friday night game then. Sydney Swans versus Ge- the Geelong Cats at the SCG. Um, this one, Heen Dog, Isaac Heaney, don't mind it at all, Pato. Um, and I don't mind if you started Lukey Parker either in this one. No, I've, I like. I really like one person in this game, Dano. Ooh. And his name is Tom Stewart, and I'll explain why. What about Patrick Dangerfield? Buddy Franklin is four goals away from getting 1,000. Oh, I see where you're going. Who's the one guy that they're going to be kicking the ball into the forward 50 line? Yeah. yeah. And Tom Stewart isn't dumb. I mean, he may play in Geelong, but I don't think he's from down that area. So He actually is. (laughs) Well, that's awkward. (laughs) They found him in a suburban league. There's no country oh, free league long. There you go. <laughs> but my point is, he will intercept everything if they're just going to go buddy, 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 buddy. Yep. And I don't think yeah, they will. I, I think he's going to pick everything off. Is my point. Um, and I, if you, if they play Friday night, so it's an easy VC. Um, it's risky, but I mean, if it doesn't work out, that's fine. Just chuck the C on Matty Rail or Lockie Neal or whatever. Yeah, Paddy Dangerfield is a big one. Playing Sol mid, he fucking went huge. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Like, remember when I was floating the idea of starting Patrick Dangerfield 
um, in the preseason before he came out and said he's playing pretty much mainly mid. He scored 155 on the weekend, 567k. Like, he had his worst worst averaging year was last year, and he only played 13 games. And his worst averaging year was 104.3, and that was since 2011. And yeah, I mean, the guy tends yeah. to do this in games that don't matter. Yeah, this this one I think will matter, and I think he'll still do it anyway. I reckon yeah, Paddy Dangerfield will be a good good option for a VC in this one. Yeah, if you've got him. If you got him, yeah. If you got him. Anyone else, Pato, from those two teams? No, I mean, Jake Lloyd should play, but if he's coming off COVID, I don't love it. Even against the old man Geelong team. Um, yeah, no, don't love anyone else from this game. Yeah. All right. Saturday, 26th of March. We've got Collingwood taking on the Crom Adelaide Crows. At the MCG, fucking Collingwood could start two and zero. Fuck, or they could end up being one and one, and Crows one and one because Crows didn't actually look too bad against uh, Frio, but that was in Adelaide. But anyway, um, options in this one: Pato. I don't mind a Reg Grundy at all. Um, yeah, it's not a horrible idea, but Riley O'Brien isn't the worst defensive ruck in the comp. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I love anyone in this game, Dono. To be completely honest. Um, mm-hmm. If Laird was to come back, I'd back him in for a big game, but I think he's still one or two away. Well, the Crows, you said, like to leak points against mids. Yeah, if you've got the balls, maybe a, a Pinsky. Or even. Yeah, let, let's not go there. Let's not go Or even. No. I'm going to say it. I'm going to no. say it. I'm going to say Jordan DeGowie. That's why you're at it. Jordan DeGowie, if you've got the gonads, VC. Anyway, Essendon versus Brisbane on Saturday <laughs> evening. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Pato's fucking cracked it with me. Um, Essendon versus Brisbane, Marvel Stadium, 18th versus 8th. Lockie Neal, fucking... Oh, man's back. The man's back. Yeah, Lockie Neal's probably not going to be my VC. Um, Essendon don't tag. They let guys go nuts. Last The last two games, Lockie Neal scored the same against Essendon. 157, um, just a lazy 157 day, no, yeah. and that includes last year as well, just before Lockie Neal's injury. So uh, this will probably be my VC. I'm yet to work out what my plan B is if that doesn't go ahead, but I don't know if I'm going to have to worry about that because I'm. I think Lockie Neal will go big. Yeah, I'm thinking McRae VC, Lockie Neal C myself. Um, Parish surely bounces back. Surely, surely. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. Yeah. But again, really. is he going to get some attention and, and go into his shell again? I'm not really fond of too many others here, Pato. I think they're the main two in this game. Yeah? I'm not sure. <laughs> next yeah. game, Pato. You run with the next game. All right. Saturday night, Port Adelaide versus Hawthorne at the Adelaide Oval. I don't love any Hawthorne players, if I'm completely honest. Even Sicily, who scored pretty well, um, don't love it. I'd only be looking at Port Adelaide guys from this. I don't think anyone's starting Travis Boak, but if you have him, he's not a bad option. Only wines. But Zach Butters is someone that could easily pick up 25 touches and kick four or five in this game, Dano. Yeah, that's fair. And you know that's going to be a 150 game. Oh, not even. It'll be like 160, 170. Popped out of 160 in preseason for doing pretty similar. So, yeah, exactly. So this is, it's risky, but this is my attempted captain this week, Dano. I like it. 
I like the gonads. Um, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Sammy Mitchell's doing with Hawthorne at the moment. Yeah, yeah. If you started Tom Mitchell, I actually don't know whether I like him as an option to start the season. Um, you could come out and get forty disposals and fucking get one seventy. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah. he looked he looked a bit underdone on the weekend, don't I? Yeah, I'm 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 going with Ollie Wines, Zachy Butters, Travis Boke in this one. Not even going to say Dan Houston. <laughs> um, next game, the Suns take on Melbourne at Metricon Stadium, eight p- eight p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the Saturday. Do you like a t- bit of tooky took? I always love a little tuk tuk, mate. Yeah, um, mate. I don't actually know how Matt Rowell's going to go in this one. I don't know whether he'll be yeah. captain worthy. The thing is, one of them will probably get a bit of attention from a Jack Viney or a someone. So I think it's gonna. I don't think that he, they'll be able to do it with Took. He just runs too hard for too long. Rao Took actually someone. got tagged. Took got tagged by West Coast Dano and still did whatever the fuck he wanted. That's yeah. That's how fucking good this guy is. Yeah, yeah. And I can see them keeping up with Rao because Rao's not ex- quick in any means. He's an old-fashioned yeah, footballer. Fucking wrecking ball. Yeah. He's an old-fashioned footballer, so you can easily keep put a bit of attention on him, put Viney the nugget on him or someone like that, and yeah. So um, Clayton Oliver, don't mind. Christian Petrarca is a massive POD. Again, don't mind. I reckon this is one of those games where he's going up against the Suns. He could fucking slot three or four goals on his own. Yeah, but Mac- great. Max- or, um, or big Maxi, yeah. Well, the Max Gorn one is what I'm going to bring up right now. So... Maxi Gorn doesn't mind playing Wits. So to say his last his last two scores against Wits have been 153 and 109. Wits didn't play in round 20 in 2021 and he got a 138 against them then. But yeah, Maxi Maxi likes playing against Jared Wits and the Suns. So don't actually mind a cheeky VC um, on the Saturday night if you've got the players, the rookies to loop or whatever on the Sunday. But yeah, I don't mind a big Maximus Gorn in this one either, Pato. Yeah. Move on to Sunday's game. What game? Yep, let's do it. Cool. Sunday, first game North Melbourne versus West Coast. This is going to be the most fucking disgusting game to watch at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, yeah, but I reckon Aaron Hall's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, so not a oh, bad yeah. captain option. Yeah, if you got Aaron Hall, one of the few teams that do because Pato's a genius at the last second went Lloyd to him. Um, Aaron Hall. You could even do a Lukey McDonald in this one if you've got one of the fucking few teams that actually does have him. Um, can't really see anyone from the Eagles. Um, or Nick Nat? No. I'm going to say someone that apparently is back. That's Tim Kelly. Doubt you've started him, though. If you started him and left him on the pine, you're a fucking weird unit. But if... <laughs> yeah. Don't know why you would have done that. Maybe you were just fucking drunk off your mind and then you looked, you're like, oh, fuck, that Kelly bloke is on my bench. Whoops, or was on my field and I forgot to trade him out. If you're one of those fucking nuffies, <laughs> don't actually mind Tim Kelly as a captain option against North. Um, could see I, an, another big LDU score. Yeah, maybe. I, I personally don't love anyone coming off COVID just because I've seen... 
I'm a huge basketball fan. I've seen NBL guys come back from COVID and just be a bit flat now. Yeah, I don't love anyone coming off COVID. So Jake yep. Lloyd, Kim Kelly, um, don't love it. Yep, okay. We'll move on to the next game. The blockbuster one that we're we're going to. You're going to a paddle, aren't you? Richmond versus Giants at the MCG? No. No. no I'm going on my own. It's all good. <laughs> I am going to say I think Tom Green's going to butt fuck Richmond. I honestly think Tom Green is going to butt fuck Richmond. And yeah, I mean, job interviews are pretty tough environments, and <laughs> I hope he does do well. <laughs> Josh Kelly, another hero. one. Josh Kelly, another one. Um, yeah, Josh Kelly loves the Tiggies. I reckon he's averaging about 160 against the Tigers in his career, yeah. so great one. Yeah, if you've got Josh Kelly as a POD, I like him as a captain option in this one. Stay clear of Lockie Whitfield if he does play. Um, I mean, if he plays, he's going to be allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants, so... But it could not, be a nice way to get him back into the game. But if he's uh, not moving freely, if he's not moving freely, I don't like it. Timmy Taranto yeah. could absolutely destroy Richmond as well. Um, Jaden Short, I can't see the Giants giving him any attention. Jaden Short might be getting a lot of the ball in the defensive half and rebounding it back. Yeah, I wouldn't be looking at Short as a captain, though. It's just we've got to give options. But yeah, I think it's... Uh, I like the Giants. I don't like... Dusty doesn't mind playing against the Giants, but I can't see him going fucking 140 or whatever the fuck. Are they going to tag him though, Dano? I don't Lockie think Ash they will. Play on him. I don't. I don't think they will. Leon Cameron loves a Dusty tag. I don't think. I think that if the Giants start off with the clearances early, I don't think they'll even give Dusty any attention. I mean, that's not hard against the Tigers midfield. Well, at the moment, that's what I'm saying. Unless they put Shea Bolton in there, they're kind of fucked, aren't they? Shea Bolton won't do enough. Well, you've got no Dion Prestier in there to get the clearances out. You've got... Yeah, you look... That, Richmond mids look too slow besides Dusty. So, uh, But anyway, we're trying to we're analysing the game that's going to be and we're meant to be talking Supercoach. Um, <laughs> the... Yeah... They're, they're the ones that, and it wouldn't surprise me, and probably no one's got him, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they play Bruce and Flynn in the same team, um, on, and if they drop Riccardi and Brander for Hogan and Bruce. But anyway, um, last game of the round Fremantle versus St Kilda at Optus Stadium. Don't mind a little bit of Andy Brayshaw in this one, Pato. Don't mind yeah, a little bit Brayshaw of Jack Steele. Um, yeah, I, I think Jack Steele will bounce back and have a pretty good score just for those more on straighten him out so hopefully well, he does for their sake and mine I'm going to um, stick to I'm going to stick to my prediction actually my initial prediction Pato in that the first two well. games of the season Steele will not score as great as people hope and I was three points off my round one guess I said 90 and he got 87 round two prediction I predicted he would score an 85 and then in round three, he would go on to absolutely destroy Richmond and get back into form. So I'm going to stick to my guns with that one. We'll see how I go. Yeah, Bold. back yourself in. Bold call. Bold call. But Sean I reckon Darcy it's better... Sean gets up might have a big one. Well, yeah. Well, and this is the thing. People with Rowan Marshall, where the Ryder comes back, Rowan Marshall doesn't like scoring that great with Ryder in the team, but if Ryder's not named, then fucking... Marshall might be a good option too. Like, I don't know. 
There's too many ifs and buts. I like I like the earlier ones that we said from Thursday to Saturday. I'm not the only the only game that I would consider or two games would be Aaron Hall for North, and then a couple of the Giants options like Kelly. Yeah, I agree. There's not many great options on Sunday. No, there isn't. There isn't to get those VCC options in by Saturday. Don't don't even worry about Sunday. Um, I mean, people might not have an option, Dano. They might have to have it done by Friday with Sam DeConing. Yeah, well, some people might not even have Sam. Like they might they might have fucking Bodie Uland. Well, a few, if, a few yeah, saw pick him. Me, they won't. Huge Dixon might not be playing for the Eagles. Yep, he'd be a great loophole guy to have on your bench, I guess. But. Collingwood play early. Most people have Grundy, so you'd have to know by Saturday night with like your Melbourne, because then all of the other ruck options are pretty much on the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, Pato, what's your Twitter handle? It is at p a double t o s triple c, and mine is at d a n e o s triple c. So that's pretty much us fucking done. Um, Pato went on his rants again, which is fucking great. Um, and I've made some random bold predictions. So I think we're back on track with our podcast, Pato. We're up and about, and hopefully we bounce back yep. in our Supercoach weeks and the defensive primos that we picked actually fucking want to score good. Yeah, hopefully Tom Morris is up to date with his liquor license because he might be needing a job pretty soon. Fuck. Maybe Dan Murphy's <laughs> is hiring and he can pick up a job out the back. You wouldn't want him out on the floor making stupid comments to... People of colour and... Oh, Jesus. Anyway, let's not go there. Oh, fuck. Anyway, from us at the Supercoach co-captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing... The fuck off. Don't trade your primos. Fuck you, Tom Morris.